0: Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today we're going to talk about a question I got. um, Because it kind of threw me through a loop. Pretty thought-provoking, actually, when you really get down to it. Um, It was about systems of government. And it was uh, trying to determine if there was a... uh, a comparable system to social democracy on the other side. And basically, the idea of the question was, I understand that social democracy is kind of a blend of socialism and capitalism. It's socialism light. Is there something on the other side? Is there something in the right wing that is a blend between normal capitalism, normal Western governments as we know it, and fascism. Leads to an interesting place. So, we've got our list, the one we've been using on this channel, which is uh, put out by Lawrence Britt, I think is his name, 14 Characteristics uh, of Fascism. To be clear, I use this one because it is, it, it tends to speak to Americans more Um It's more practical. There are other lists that break down the characteristics. There's one by Umberto Eco. Um, But this is more practical rather than philosophical. So it's the one that I tend to use. If you really want to get into the subject, you might want to look at the others too. Okay, so the first one is powerful and continuing nationalism. Now, if you're looking at a light version, you would just kind of lighten it up. So maybe you don't have the marches and parades all the time, but you have like flags everywhere, so much so that it kind of loses meaning, becomes more like a bumper sticker, a sports team logo, than a display of the nation. It's something that everybody feels is their symbol. Disdain for the recognition of human rights. So you want to lighten it up Maybe it's not overt, you know. Maybe it's not legislated that people don't have human rights. However, if, you know, somebody that's accused of a crime gets roughed up a little bit, nobody's going to cry over it, you know. In this case, it's going to be more de facto. It's going to be stuff that just happens rather than it being institutionalized. Identification of enemies and scapegoats as a unifying cause now, when you're talking about the overt version of this, it's um, typically an internal enemy that they get scapegoated. If it's a light version, it would probably be external. You know, Well, the ones of that group that are inside the country, they're different. They're okay. But we're going to all rally around the idea that those on the other side of the line on the map, they're bad. Supremacy of the military. So, in a light version, you could imagine that rather than it just basically having control of the entire government, it uh, it maybe has a place of honor that is you know really revered and probably gets the biggest share of the budget. Rampant sexism. Again, this would be something that's de facto. It's a male-dominated society, but there's not legislation that backs up a whole lot of it, it's just the way it is. Because tradition is also a characteristic that uh, goes along with this system, but that gets into the philosophical list. Uh, Controlled mass media. So rather than it being overt and the government just basically telling the news organizations what to say, Maybe it's just more collusion. Maybe it's more of the media parroting the government talking points so they can get access, and so everybody's on the same page. Again, it's just de facto. It's just the way it is in practice rather than something that's institutionalized. Obsession with national security. In regimes like this, I don't think you would find... Um, a light version. I think you would still have a maze of agencies that were devoted to national security. And anytime the government needed something done, that's the card they would pull because they would have that, that reverence for the military already established. So they'd be able to gain compliance from the population by kind of pulling that card. We need to do this so we don't have to send our troops over there. We just need you to comply and do what we ask going to keep you safe. Religion and government are intertwined. Again, they're going to want to keep up the facade of some form of liberal democracy. So it probably wouldn't be legislation, it wouldn't be institutionalized, but there would be like little rituals to show that you were on the right team. Maybe you swear in on a holy text when you take office You know, there'd be little things that you would do to demonstrate that you were one of the good guys. You were part of the club. Corporate power is protected, and that's one of the ones on this list that I really object to. In the overt form, it's not protected, it's blended. The government has a lot of control, direct control, of corporate power in that system. If you're just talking about corporate power being protected, it's what you have in the United States. I mean, that, that's what it is. The, the government looks out for corporate interest for the sake of the economy, and that's how it gets framed. But it's also for their own personal benefit. Labor power is suppressed. It probably wouldn't be as brutal as you find in the overt regimes. It would be more legislation that just undermines collective bargaining, makes it harder to unionize, um, and just Undercuts the rights of the worker. Disdain for intellectuals in the arts. So it probably wouldn't be open hostility. It would just be uh, something that they didn't encourage. Maybe they don't fund art in school. They don't teach the appreciation of it, and they don't encourage the youth to be intellectual. So it just goes by the wayside on itself. All right all by itself. There's no reason for the government to push against it too hard. They're just going to let it fade out. Obsession with crime and punishment. So you'd probably have a huge prison population in a regime operating under a blend like this. Rampant cronyism and corruption. So what you'd have is like no-bid contracts You'd have government officials giving jobs and construction contracts to their cousins and stuff like that. That's what you'd find. Again, it wouldn't be overt. Now, the last one is fraudulent elections. You probably wouldn't see any of this, not much, because they'd want to keep up the facade that it isn't one of those regimes. So it would just be controlled in a different manner. Perhaps the major parties would keep everything in-house and really only give you a couple options. But they'd want to keep that one at least the appearance of legitimate elections. Sounds really familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, if you want to know what fascism light looks like, look out the window. The United States is the blend Um, that's one of the reasons it's so important that we watch for the creep towards the overt real thing because we're already really close to it. We've talked about it before on this channel. Even our left-wing party in the United States is center-right because the country is that far right to begin with. If you're talking about a blend between fascism and the idea of western liberal democracy it's the US that, that's where we're at already we wouldn't need to go anywhere it already exists um, again I think it's an interesting little thought exercise and something I'd never thought of before Nobody has ever asked um <laughs> uh, That's probably one of the biggest dangers to the United States as a whole, is the creep that direction, further and further right, to an authoritarian rule, especially when it's done slowly and it's this soft form of it that we don't even realize is there, so much so that we don't even think about it because it's just the way it is. It's just tradition. It's de facto. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.